Getting hate crimes. Don't worry about it. It is Wednesday. Hi, everybody. It's Wednesday. We're all in different clothes and lots has happened. How was your Monday and Tuesday? Eventful. I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna commit to a story because things may change. Mm. Well, I'm my still bit. bit. It's my new bit. Um, uh, guy the weather's who- changed for me. Oh my so. God, really- <laughs> yeah, beautiful. As my new character is guy who remembers he was supposed to lie in the middle of telling the mm-hmm. truth. I was just with my mystery partner for the wrestling match. <laughs> well, I had my date. great quack 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 (laughs) get your ducks in a row you know what i'm saying (laughs) hey ashley uh, oh that bit is never not going to haunt me (laughs) when you were on your date did you ever make him an offer he could not refuse i mean that will be the intention won't it you're gonna kill him are you going to have him sleep with the fishes, if you know what I mean? Get rid of him in He's a He's going to sleep bar. somewhere. Oh. <laughs> um, actually, Hopefully like next to me in my bed. Um, actually, <laughs> that's that's what we're going for here. So we can do the jokes around that, just so that you um, can be included. The have one that I really fellas? like is Goodfellas. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Um, are you going to tell really it to eat your asshole, though. eat your asshole? <laughs> there was <laughs> a, um, <laughs> when, when you said hopefully next year, you better remind me of um, uh, this comic from Montreal. She's in New York now. Jess Solomon had this story of she like hooked up with a guy and then he zipped himself up into a sleeping bag. I'm sorry, but this is this is what it's like to fucking date. I wish uh, I can't like, do good about this. I no, wish this all women. So, uh, I wish women could go on dates I, I as a straight it. man. I hate it so much. You know, so- you know how fun it is to date as a straight man. You just, especially like one that's like kind and nice. Like you just you just have nice chats with nice people I and then you could go on a date as a straight Oh, man. and then you get to see people naked and it's and then like and no one's surprised if you're like, Well, I'll be out of here. They're like, Yeah, that's what you you, you, you all of the assholes oh have paved God. such a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so I mean, like that I was sort of seeing someone for a while uh, out here and um and now we're like uh, just oh yeah, you guys made fun of me because you said the friendship thing wouldn't work. But it's working so far. It's working we'll so see. far. Yeah, we'll see. It's and, still uh, early days. Yeah. It is so still early, early days, days, babe. Neville Chamberlain. I'm we say d- that. we had a we had a great time the other night. We went out for drinks and we got we got pretty drunk and we didn't do nothing and we could have. But we just had a wonderful time and went our separate ways. Here's all, here's and uh, it didn't get here's weird or bitter. It was just nice. But she was saying, she was like, man, people are fucking weird out here. I hate this. <laughs> this is, I'm going to say this. this is like, I'm say. Man, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the easiest person. Uh, I'm not the hardest by any means. I'm not the fucking easiest. And for me to look like that good means it's real fucking bad out there. Talk it's to so me. bad. We're going to get to this in a second. But talk to me when you sleep with someone else. Then talk to me about this friendship. Then just talk to me about it. That's Ashley. Look at me. Ashley, look at me. I'm right about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Sorry, the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that really didn't make us look very confident. But, but, you know but what? you're right. You're yeah, right. You. You I certainly right. am. Yeah. Um, oh, I did a bong rip in the break. And it really, it really set me right. But if my entire brain feels very squeegee right now. Um, mm. But yeah, what is it like? Because here's the thing with dating. As, and that was the physical representation of that feeling. Right. Because um, I, I think about this. I During my brief spell with dating, I was a divorced man. And like going on dates with a severely broken shoulder. And like I look back and be like, I had dried blood on my body, and people are like, "You're so kind." And you're like, "That's crazy." Like, you know yeah, I mean? like it's really, really shit. I, yeah. I, I don't really have much of a dating life. Um, I think because I don't participate in the dating apps, I really can't do them. I really can't. I disagree. And I think because they're there, there's not much of an effort made in the real world. 
Um, Ashley, and, this, this is a and, bit. Can we do it? Can you download one of the, one of the apps right now? We I find mean, one, I but you can, I don't want hang on, to. Hang on, hang on. But you only <laughs> respond, only Chris and I write the responses. And let's see. <laughs> And like you can improve, you can you can blackball the response. Fine, responding. I'll do it for the sake of the show. But I fucking oh my God. hate Chris, dating here we apps. Fucking go. Okay, so okay, we, okay, but here's the stipulation. I Let's really see if we can get Ashley. Can we get Ashley matched up and talking to someone? You won't. Yes, by of course. The show ends in 35 minutes. I don't know. If we can. <laughs> I don't. Oh, think it is. So. It is, it is a Sunday afternoon. Want? That's a little tougher. Although maybe they're hungover, and so they're just. I think a Sunday is a good day to be on it. Doom swiping. Yeah. Um, what one am I downloading then? Which one? I'm a hidden. Listen, I think I Hinge is. Bumble. I think Hinge is the best. I'm in love because of Hinge. I've tried Hinge a couple of times. I really Actually, don't like I, it. Yeah. I well, there's one called Pure that's field. just for boning. If you wanna, if you wanna do that, it's literally. I don't just even like, like that though, because I I don't like the pressure of that. I don't like turning up and the other person is expecting sex. I mean, I guess it was predetermined. But that's, I guess uh, because I'm that's, you're talking I mean, about it. no, but that's Ashley? a problem for being a woman, anyway. Is other people expecting sex? Mm -hmm. But the fact that I've gone onto an app that suggests that I am also expecting sex makes it a lot harder to back out if I don't feel the vibe. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, I I always feel when it's like cards on the table, it's easier to back down because back for I me find it's it, easier. You're a man. <laughs> Of course, you know how much man. I know. It's actually I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress it's, this enough. It's like it I have a privilege sucks being a woman. It's like <laughs> this weird thing. It's like being in first class as a human. You know what? Being. No, I'm backing out of this plan. I don't want to be on a dating app. I hate them. I hate. I hate them. They make me sad. I just. Yeah. I have to disagree. Because and the only reason I disagree is it's because I'm, you're in love because of a dating app. That's right. Yeah. Also, you can't you can't say that you disagree that they make her sad. That's yeah, I can't disagree, that that disagree with that. Oh, I can't that's disagree my with that. Personal that's, opinion. Yeah. I mean, I 100 percent was I just disagree with your feelings. I misspoke, but I've decided to die on this hill. And let me say this: as a straight white man, this is neither the I'm first. I'm going to tell you how you feel. Of course, that a straight white man has told you how you feel. Oh, I feel like this is just par for the course. Mm. Yeah, I feel sad. Mm. I disagree. Oh my god! Yeah. What are we working in a restaurant? Oh, I really, um, in the past two weeks that I haven't sp been speaking to you, I had two oh. really quite intense rows with men that I'm working with. And, and it was fucking tough. I'm not going to say too much because I think it would be unprofessional to do that, but um, I, I did my best to stand up for myself. What's and... the most... Was um, it based on like condescension? Was it a mansplaining situation? Was it a dismissive thing? Was it a an ass pinch? Was it, it no, a... no? It wasn't an ass pinch. It, one situation I got told off for uh, doing something I was not doing. Um, okay, that's exciting. Yeah, do you know what? I fuck it. They're never going to listen to this. Yeah, um, I, he told he told me off for gossiping. Oh my god, you mentioned this in uh you mentioned this guy on a previous episode or we Did were I? talking about it. Were we talking oh, about really? it two weeks ago? You got admonished for I remember we were talking and you oh, were on set. that must have been since yeah, okay. Okay. Um yeah, I got told off for gossiping, and then the other one was I got told off for not having my radio on whilst driving a, a big van. What? Which would have been a yeah. crime, I believe. Yeah. But apparently I need to be contactable at all times, and this is not an argument I'm going to win. All right. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like the film industry, the, uh, the, that I've, that I've heard about, the, uh, the sense of, like, imminent... I will say this experience has very much been the film industry of, of horror legend yeah sometimes uh, it's just shitty you know oh what I mean? that's yeah. what post 2016 you need to be more specific about that oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um it's because been a tough the job horror, it's been great job as well shifted. and i will say i will say i've kind of i've resolved both of these discussions but um uh it's just been a bit fuck me like <laughs> um it's been wild. It's been it's been a real trip to the rodeo, and not the good kind of rodeo. 
Spoken like someone who hasn't been to the rodeo. Yeah. Never been to a rodeo in my life. Well, you've nailed it. I imagine there's a good kind, though. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a good kind of rodeo. It's more like maybe. I want to do I some dancing. You get you get to see like rugged men in tight jeans be bold. So I don't you know, mean, like, I don't know anyone who doesn't have fun at the Calgary Stampede. Like, what do you mean by like fun rodeo? Like, I know like. No, I've never been to any type of rodeo, so I don't know what types there are. I mean, I I've been I've been to the Calgary Stampede a bunch of times, and it's like. It's kind of the same. Like the first few times you watch, you go like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." But it's it's like being in a time capsule. You're just like, "Why are you fighting that cow? Mm. Like, wow, you're really chasing that baby cow, and now he's tied up. You did it." Uh, I feel like a drone could have done this. Just picked it up like a claw machine at an arcade. But uh, <laughs> here we are. It's a very odd. It's a very odd thing. But it's also like yeah. super party tastic. Like it was. Like, I remember there was that that amazing story of. Um, that lady and two gentlemen that got filmed in an at like in a variety of by a variety of different people just in an alley having a threesome during the Calgary Stampede, and everyone was like, the reaction from Calgary was like, "Yeah, it's the Stampede." Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> That's the fun kind of rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> this is my kind of rodeo. <laughs> finger popped in a bandstand. It sounds like she'd have a fucking hoot of a time. You know what I mean? A couple of ciders with a guy named Skeeter. Oh, no. Yeah, getting her ass fingered by a riverbank. Very Canadian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've talked to a couple of people that were working in stadiums recently, and they said um, as bad as people have gotten in comedy shows, how like they've forgotten how to act in public. Oh, stadium! It is man. worse because you feel like anonymous in the crowd. So he's like, the number of people we have to stop for jerking each other off, and <laughs> just like getting weird. It's like, nah, man, this is not the thing. When you say jerking <laughs> each other off. I'm going to need to know the concert, and I'm going to need to know was it. Two people oh, concerts, sports games. Sports games, jerking off during sports games? Oh, and just events. Just events. Just That's that, like, so like how, like, people will do it on so trains weird. or planes or something. Just a similar... Yeah, you think you're being... There's it's that thing, like, when you're in a tent and you think you're... No one can hear you, but everyone can hear you. Oh, yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say this? The idea of having sex... I don't like in an- it. What, tent sex or stadium jack-off session? I think I had a huge delay there. That's okay, I, did, I asked, did you mean, um, when you said you don't like yeah. it, do you mean tent sex or stadio, st- stadium jack-off session? Oh, we are all talking over each other. <laughs> no, it's just your internet. No, I think it's just actually I'm, your internet. I'm going to really leave and come back in. There we go. I'm that's leave what, and come that's back what, in. There we go. Yeah. Let me just say this while Ashley goes. The hmm. idea of having sex in an arena while sports is happening just sounds disgusting. I don't know why. Like, just the amount of bo, like the amount of being having a boner around that much body odor. Well, what sporting events? Because that 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 reminds me of like monster truck rallies I've been to, like the bo hockey thing. Games, hockey games, but- always hockey games, always people at hockey games. St- Dink, especially in the winter because they've got that weird winter coat sweat but cold so the sweat literally like this like doesn't go do you know what i'm talking about but they're wearing like sweaters and jerseys and i've never i've never smelled i've never oh smelled it God. i've never smelled maybe vancouver's just like a clean city and people actually no, no, no. take care That's of themselves it is. it's no it's not a clean city it's just a, it's a it's a warmer city so they're coming in with raincoats i'm mm. talking about like ottawa it's minus 40 out so they're in a thick coat Mm-hmm. The temperature is like fluctuates. They're the blasting the heat when you walk into the arena. So everyone's like walked in the crowd has sweated a bit. Oh, it's just uh, people just stink. It's at that you remember it from Montreal, like the fucking metro would just smell because people are like because you're so layered up because it's so cold outside. Yeah, like, yeah and they have to take everything off and then the... take everything off as soon as you walk inside. Yeah. Um, I mean, I my sense of smell is terrible. Always has been. And um, I can't smell bad things. It was, I, Sadaf used to get mad at me because, like, I can't smell bad things, but I can smell nice things. So, like, I could smell flowers and shit like that, like, from a block away. But when it comes to, like, BO or anything like that, like, I don't, it doesn't cross my nose. It's, it's like I've shut that part of my, my brain off. 
It's uh, she's gonna get really, really mad about it. Well, like that, people like annoyed. How much suffering have you participated in that your brain is just like, there's no new bad smell? That's the only. Yeah, we don't. We don't need to do that. It was no. It's just a. It's just. It's just a firm commitment to having a nice time. That's all I want. I just want to have a nice time. Snap! One day you're gonna fucking take out a post office. Jesus Christ! Wow. One day you're just gonna yell, snap those glasses in half, and then burn down an Irish pub. Um. Not a pub. What's the uh, any hot Canadian comedy gossip? What's going on besides uh, the fact that uh, host of Open Mic Mike Bullard got into a frocke on stage? This is fantastic stuff. I this has been talked about off, but we can talk about it on. Oh, that was great. That was uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob um, on stage for being the, a drunk the, shithead. Greatest thing ever. For those of you who don't oh, know, yeah. that, please look up Mike Bullard. He hosted the weird like. In hindsight, the weirdest talk show in the history of Canada, where he would come out. I can't believe in like early days of like the hum chums, we didn't watch Mike. I'm sure we watched some open mic with Mike Bullard. Yeah, crowd work. That's the his monologue was crowd work with the crowd. Do you remember this? I never, I never watched the Mike Bullard show. I never. I watched it. I watched a bunch. I never watched it. It was I. I remember giving it a shot when it was on the Comedy Network, and then being like, "Nah, this is bad, and I don't like this guy." And then just watch something else because um, it was bad. You also weren't like you didn't. You were never doing yuck yucks when those guys nope. were around. So like, nope. I remember like M- Lawrence Morgenstern, which is uh, you know, I was just working with Bullard, and you're like, "That's not <laughs> impressive." Like, <laughs> He was supposed to be on a show that I was on, and it was like a couple weeks after he got he got kicked in the chest. Oh, it's the best! Um, <laughs> it's the best. Basically, someone was recording an album, and um, Mike Bullard has a problem with alcohol and is a shithead because Canadians are the worst. I'm going to say this: in terms of bad drunks, Canadians are the worst drunks because they aren't per capita the most violent. They're the most like entitled. Yeah, we're dickbags. That's what it like. It's just like, and so he just kept trying to fuck up this guy's re- like uh, recording. Yeah, like and, messing with the microphones and going on for too long to ruin the crowd. And yeah, doing forty minutes of crowd work. It's just terrible. Yeah, he was supposed to do like nine minutes, and he did like twenty five <laughs> or something. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, and the other comedian is also a rageaholic. Oh, it's the yeah. best. <laughs> Yeah, there's a great, um, from the late show of that, there's great footage of uh, Bullard bringing the comic on. And um, and, the, and the comic won't even get on stage with Bullard. He waits until he gets off stage and he just stands there. Oh, like this yeah. weird moment, like won't share anything, no handshake, nothing. And then says something shitty about Bullard and then starts his show. It's beautiful. The amount of times in that Toronto, everyone should go to the Toronto downtown Yuck Yucks. The amount of times... There have been near fist fights in that. What a professional podcast. Chris is literally under a desk plugging. I'm assuming plugging is fine. The amount uh, of near yeah. <laughs> fights that I have seen take place in like in that runway up to the stage in the Toronto Yuck Yucks. <laughs> like, more That's than wonderful. one involving. There's um, a comedian named Matt O'Brien, who is a wonderful, <laughs> nice man. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. There's something about his face that rubs a certain type of weirdo the wrong way. I know that sounds weird, but someone who is a weird person, just for some reason, they don't like Matt. And it's happened twice. And both times, like weird situations of Matt bringing them on stage in that club. So weird. The juju in that room. It's so good, but also so, oh my God, the amount of people that have been punched in the face in that stairwell. Oh God. Yeah. That's not right, but that's very Canadian comedy. Like it was, it was full of like. I think it's calmed down a little bit. Oh my god, it's calmed uh, down a lot. Partly because like the people who do stand up are like different now, and the atmosphere is different. People don't drink like they used to, and also a weird number of Canadian comedians are really into MMA and like can fight now. Oh my god, it's and so that like that weirdly that like lowers the number of fights because you're just like. I don't know what you're going to get when you throw at this guy. Like he might just take you down at the legs and break your arm. Like Toronto comedy went through this weird phase. Hi, Ashley. Welcome back. Welcome back. I did a full restart because of the screen blacking out thing. Um, Mm. 
Welcome back. We were talking about Toronto comedy gossip, and I was just about to make this point, which Ooh. is Toronto comedy went like this. Like, I left and moved to England, and everyone partied, and then everyone started doing cocaine in, like, 2013, 2014, 2015. And then by 2017, everyone was either going to a lot of sex clubs or boxing or doing MMA. And now mm. we're in a combination of that. There's so many, like, ripped comedians in the Toronto scene now. It's so weird. Like, six-pack comics. Sober six pack nice. comics. It's very strange. It's I was like, I was hanging out with two comics. And it was like conversation was sort of. It was sort of lagging. We were all a little tired or whatever. And then I was like, I'm trying to eat healthier. You guys, you guys are in good shape. Like, what do you recommend? And their faces lit up. They were <laughs> so excited. They were like, Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? You go with your meal plan. Then I'll talk about like the fundamentals of healthy eating. And I was like, Oh this my scene is changed. This I mean, that's is- so much. I mean, I remember when I, I was a vegetarian at the time and it was like, like the most laborious, horrific thing. Oh my God. Like people still are like, you still a vegetarian. Yeah. Really changed. Also. Yeah. It's the opposite now. There's also no vegetarians anymore. No, it's either full vegan. Or, or cool guys. Yeah. Or you're just or like real cool guy. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, no one's, a, I love, I think vegetarian was the way to go. Still sending, still holding the animals captive, but just enjoying their liquids. You know, you know, you don't see pescatarians. Man, it's been a while since I met a pescatarian. Oh my God, it just to identify as a pescatarian, but just say I'm a pescatarian is like fuck off, mate. Yeah, it's one of those ones I never. I was always kind of you're either eating them or you're not. Like it, it it's. You can't just be like the but the ones in the sea don't count, <laughs> you know. Fish are fish are dumb enough that I'm comfortable with this. That's like as all right. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> that was basically the logic, wasn't it? And that I'm was like, it. sorry, have you ever caught a fish? You have to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, to they, kill want, them. To like, they yeah, want to live. They want to live. They want to live. Yeah. <laughs> or you let it drown in oxygen just on the hull of a boat. <laughs> flapping about and they fight the whole time but it is so good at least cows are killed in a pretty no no, like instant way i'm not Um, gonna go there i'm not i i I don't i don't know the ins and outs of what's done now and i honestly i don't want to you're right after a life of suffering they are given a quick death like man Mm. you would you would have done well in the british empire can i just say this right now yeah yeah Cecil of no Clive of India. That was really his attitude as well, by the way. I only learned how cows were killed from um that Javier Bardem movie. No country for old men. No country for old men, because he kills people that way with the bolt to the head. That was the first time that I was like, that's how we do it. (laughs) I was I was I wasn't made to watch it, but it was part. It was a. There were two films that we had to watch for my critical theory uh, module in in university, and there were two films. And one of them, I forget the name of the first one, but it was. um, Oh, it was something. Oh, it was the night of something in French, and. um, Le nuit. It was basically a documentary in. I can't remember what it was called, um, but it was basically a documentary of inside a concentration camp. Oh, cool. And it was uh, basically oh, there was every other film on the module. You had to go into the seminars to watch them. You, it was compulsory viewing. Mm. They were not allowed to make these films compulsory viewing because they were so distressing. And oh, so God. they basically said, you have to turn up, you have to turn up and sign in but you can leave before they start. You can leave at any point of the films. Mm. So I I just about made it. I made it through the first one, but I kind of wish I hadn't. Like, that's just in my head. I wish I'd never seen it. But the second film was called Les Angs des Bets, which is Blood of Chris Betts' Goats. Uh, I think it's Blood of Beasts in French. Was oh, Le Sang des Bêtes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I never learned French, so I'm butchering oh, it. But, I got um, you. 
it was basically a documentary through an abattoir but the whole thing was uh the the whole thing was um meant to be a euphemism for concentration camps um Mm. and it was (sighs) so brutal i made it 15 seconds through the film 15 seconds and i just went i just went i'm out i'm leaving this i'm not i do not want to see anymore and so i i walked out because the first thing you see is a horse being put down with a uh one of the shots to the head thing and it just uh, i I will never see it i really really wish i'd left at the very beginning of the seminar because i watched this now i think there's a chance i could have made it further into that second movie had i not already been through the first movie no but i get that yeah no because you've already been depleted so you gave it everything already i've 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 done but i will say i kind of wish i'd never seen any bit of either of them i fucking hate the argument of like oh you don't and this is a bit that a bunch of comedians have done but i stand by it when people are like oh you don't want oh you can't see a cow being slaughtered you're fine eating a cow but you want to see it being slaughtered and it's like yeah that's right yeah 100 yeah, absolutely i have yeah. it's delicious at the end point but i don't need to see the middle bit and yeah. i'd rather not yeah i'd rather yeah. not oh god the horse thing just fuck off oh please fuck off yeah, it was so, awful. Uh, uh, because because I, it it probably. keeps the body keeps moving when it gets killed in that way. Yeah, it's still sending uh, um, uh, signals out to the nerves and stuff. Yeah, uh, Ashley Story yeah. and I never got this podcast off the ground. We recorded a bunch of episodes, which is where we both learned about how abattoirs in cities are basically just a murderer factory. Like they've had to oh. take precautions for like how long people work mm-hmm. on the floor. Because basically, like, anything more than, like, 18 months to two years, it's like, oh, now you're capable of just killing anyone. Like, life is just something that you've seen snap out of enough creatures' eyes that you just mm-hmm. don't care anymore. And it's like, holy fucking shit, bro. And it's like, wow. yeah, yeah, life is pain. That makes so much sense. I never thought about that. But, of course, that's, like, a, a starting ground. Because that's what they say, right? All serial killers start out killing animals. And mm-hmm. so you, you're just yeah. paying someone to become a killer. Yeah. You're just like taking yeah. care of that in case teenage curiosity didn't kick it off. It's so here's, funny. Here's the financial incentive. There's like a bunch of explanations yeah. for why there was like a serial killer fucking like deluge in the 70s. Mm. And like part of it was like abundance of abattoirs in a bunch of cities in the Midwest and still the amount of lead in the air. And it was just like people were fucking really? nuts, bro. Looks like this thing. That I they... thought it was because they were the generation brought up by the generation that came back from war. This is also part of it as well. Like it's it's like the perfect storm of that. Also in America, you also mm-hmm. had Vietnam, where you could legitimately have a twenty or twenty one year old who's already back from a tour, like has already murdered a village and is like back, mm-hmm. like this is my first beer. I wore a man's face as a mask. And you're like, oh, yeah. I've been doing heroin for two years, but now I can have a whiskey. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. Here in Boston, yeah. I work in a factory for just long enough to assume I'm going to get a union wage. And then here comes Reaganomics. Mm. Time to get nuts. Mm. Oh, boy. I'm going to say this. I don't think I could. I, Abattoir might be the, and I'm speaking as someone who just got off a cruise ship. I think I could never do that job. I think within five no. seconds of walking in, as soon I as I saw hit bone, CML. The smell. No. The smell before you walk in the building. There's no way. Uh, a friend of mine recently told me that he, it, this is somebody who works in film, and uh, he was in locations on this particular time. And locations work can be kind of anything from cleaning up a site before you go in to use it and film it. when I did it I did a whole day where I was just holding open a door to a city council building because (laughs) we didn't have permission to put a wedge in it but it needed to stay open to keep the cables running through for the film equipment there's always these bureaucratic bullshit reasons that you need something it's so weird but it was a really heavy door and my leg fucking hurt by the end of the day. But anyway, he ended up in a similar position. He had to hold open a door to somewhere that they were filming. Mm. But the door was to uh, a mortuary that was operational all day. And he said that he 
just oh. he honestly he was like oh. I was so close to just leaving because all I could hear all day was sawing. Nope. Oh, I will fight you. Oh, oh, not what I was expecting. <laughs> not what I was expecting. Fuck. An autopsy. I have um, a rage inside me, and if it would, it would <laughs> envelop that set. Ten minutes. Oh the, my god! When he I just, he just was like, it was so. It was one of the worst days he ever had on the job. I would be screaming into the director's ear. I'm going to shit in your children's mouths like, your it's parents will know fear me now go yeah it's all fuck yourself not good i could i couldn't i could never do that i would i would store i'd shovel shit all day no if they made me stand next to a mortuary door and hold it open with my body and listen to the bones being sawed and someone stuffed into a casket i would then spend the next year blending my shit and so i had a i had a like a you know like there was like a spackle bucket filled with my liquid shit and then i would pour hot water in it and i would throw that at the director one year later that's what i would do I have, I, i'll I, pass I, it on i'll pass it on just like, you don't need to pass it on he'll know he'll find there's out. there's a there's whatever i hear about like uh um like killers or anything like that there's this moment in the wire that always like pops into my head and it just makes me laugh and deflates the whole moment because there's this i don't if 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 you've seen the wire there's the season with the greek and um uh they he's got this like ukrainian gangster that kills everyone for him Mm -hmm. and he's on the phone with somebody they found a body and he goes did he have a face did he have fingers then it wasn't me (laughs) <laughs> she just says it so matter it's like so fucking wild that every every time now that i hear something i just see his face just saying it like no idiot <laughs> did he have a face <laughs> then it wasn't me why are you calling me <laughs> would you say sidebar okay. uh Hey, David Simon rule. David Simon's the one who yeah. did the what? Yeah, and he just got fired by HBO for participating in the WGA. And I don't know oh, really? He said, yeah, he got fired because they were like, "You're a showrunner. You have to keep doing your duties." And he was like, "I'm the mm. wire guy." Like, if like, and yeah. I really appreciate that he's like, if anyone is going to be with the, it would be the wire guy. Like, yeah. Did you watch the second last season? It was what, about <laughs> writers getting fucked over. It, <laughs> it's just so funny and like they're like he's terminated and all this sort of stuff and he's like yeah yeah i'm not doing like so <laughs> it's just it may it's may i'm gonna rewatch the wire because i'm like god i gotta i know the, a wire rewatch though like you forget how slow those first two seasons like so good, good man it's so they're, good but there's like perfect. i mean it's good I no still it's like incredible that. i like it's that wood better it's great it's like the wire rocks <clears throat> i like that wood better no, that's fair. I like yeah. depend. It all depends on which one I watch last. That's right. It's also personal preference. Ashley, you should watch The Wire. There's so much smoldering sexual tension, especially in the mm. first season. So many men in front of lesbians' doorways. That's really just one scene. But it, it was like yeah, it's only one scene. Yeah, but <laughs> that's only that's in fact one scene. I think possibly from the pilot. There's um, a guy that you think is a nerd, but then it turns out he's ripped. I mean, that's true for a couple of Lieutenant Daniels. You go, oh, who's this nerd? And then he takes his shirt off and you go, damn, Lance Reddick, way to go. I mean, Lance Reddick, <laughs> A, Lance Reddick is one of the weirdest, like, like he's an actor that only appeared in those shows. Like he, he was only, in uh, John Wick. He was in John Wick. He was in mm-hmm. um, Oz. He was in The Shield. Yeah, yeah. He was in Bosch. Ashley, watch Bosch. It's about a gray-haired man solving murders and then having whiskey and jazz bars. It is. Let me tell you who loves Bosch. My father. And it is. <laughs> yeah. I was, There's I a was good chance gonna, that I would really like. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know who loves Bosch? Older men who want to fuck women who have watched Bosch. Hello, Dad. Because they leave the show being like, I'm going to fuck a dad. I'm gonna fuck an angry dad. Yeah. I want to find like, someone. Thank you, really, I want to find someone that really cares about sandwiches and little else. And like, well, well, welcome to Stephen Hastings, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
oh, what am I going to do? What do you guys got planned for the rest of the day? It's the beginning of my Sunday. I feel so accomplished. It's Wednesday, John. It's Wednesday. No, I don't like the... They know what's going on. They know the score. Yeah, come on. Wednesday. Um, lie to I was supposed to be to going into work, but it got canceled. And I don't... I always I don't, assume... I, I had always... the option to go in and get paid the full shift, but just just tell customers that the show wasn't happening oh yeah they should pay <laughs> more for that like, you know they what? should pay more for that that's danger pay. i personally i think i should have gotten paid for the shift anyway because i didn't cancel it mm -hmm. and, and it's very short cancellation time and it's really short notice for cancellation yeah. and secondly no fucking way i Actually, i conceded defeat i was just like i'm not going in to just tell people the show is canceled i'll yeah. pay your i'll pay your wage but i would like to be there when you confront the person who canceled the show and i want you to ask them for yourself you know who canceled the show i know that's why it's the funniest i'm not gonna say oh, who I, it was. I i i talked to them it's a good reason Okay. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask you yeah. after we wrap up. I assumed it was a good reason. I'm more just him saying it would be really funny how that person deals with confrontation to watch the reaction of. Uh, I know you probably had a good reason for canceling your show, but I'm going to need you to pay me my shift as a technician. And let me tell you, the indignant rage would be fantastic. Like it would be, like this is how it would start. <laughs> like you okay. there'd be sweating oh it would be so good yeah, I, just, I haven't would. seen i haven't seen a proper shouting match in a while and i would like to see that does that happen in la or is everyone like very is it more of a passive aggressive scene or oh, is it no. a like cop like fuck you get out of the way the thing is like la like is so is like eight different cities mm -hmm. la is like 15 different cities that are on top of each other so if any of those cities touch, there was mm -hmm. immediate, no passive aggression, just uh, aggression. Like, Ow. it's great. I really enjoy it. <laughs> and it's true of like every fat, like you'll see people in like West Hollywood because West Hollywood is like, like so hilariously a gayborhood. Like, 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 I think one of the bars is called Chaps. I think another one is called Suck. Like, it's so just like... <laughs> Like really, <laughs> welcome to penis. Like it's just so on the nose, and like there's like a million stories of people coming to like heckle gay people in West Hollywood, and then them not realizing how many red lights there are in West Hollywood. So yeah. they <laughs> just throw the cocktails at the car. <laughs> and I always like the specificity of its cocktails. That's like that. Water. That reminds me in, in Dirty Work when Norm gets uh, 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 Artie to moon people on the sidewalk <laughs> and then he just parks the car and gets out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashley, what's been going on in your little window? Have you been typing? Have you been looking up Dirty Work? You should see Dirty Work. It is a classic. It's very silly. Dirty Work. It's a Norm Macdonald film that was filmed in my old neighborhood in Toronto. I would think about it every time I would go buy cigarettes from the cigarette okay. shop. Um, it looks it's like the quick stuff from the movie Clerks. Oh, it's so silly. It's about a man who basically you hire him to get revenge. But it was Norm Macdonald's like crack at being a movie star. So like there's a bunch of weird Canadian comedians in extra roles because they were like <laughs> who Norm started with back in the day. It's insane. Really, I see. That's yeah, quite Chris fun. Farley's that in it. Quite fun. It's Chris Farley's last film. He's like you've never seen someone yeah. more visibly on cocaine. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Don oh Rickles God. is in it. Yeah. It's uh, Bob Saget directed it. It's very fun. It's very Don fun. Rickles. Um, fun. They wasted a full morning of filming because Don Rickles refused to use Norm Macdonald's name in the movie. He just kept calling him Norm and referring to Bob Saget as a bad director. And they were yeah. like, <laughs> and like. So, Ashley, do you know who Don Rickles is? This is something that culturally... I know the name, but I don't think I understand the context that it brings. So, Don Rickles, is this, he's like the first insult comedian. But, like, because he's the first one, the thing is, is he's just going to say, like, crazy weird shit. But the context right, okay. of it was, he came up in the 50s and 60s in mafia clubs... And was the one guy who could make fun of them. So it's also the thing of like, like he could make fun of Frank Sinatra. Like he was part of that crew. And okay. most people that made fun of Frank Sinatra were murdered. Yeah. So there's like a famous story yeah. of Don Rickles was on a date with a lady and Frank Sinatra's in the restaurant and she goes to the bathroom and Don goes over the table and goes, Frank, can you do me a favor? 
on your way out, can you just pop by the table and say, Hey, I think it'll help me seal a deal. And Frank is like, Don, for you, of course. And so Don goes back to his table and like Frank Sinatra is the coolest, most famous man in the world. Walks mm-hmm. up to Don's table and goes, Don, nice to see you. And Don Rickles turns and goes, Frank, I'm with somebody right now, maybe later. And then just goes back yeah. to his conversation. <laughs> and like we do this shit to him all the time. Like very famously, um, on like the Dean Martin roasts, Frank Sinatra just had his vocal cords worked on. Like they thought he wasn't gonna be able to sing again. And Don Rickles gets the microphone and goes, Frank, I'm a friend. It's over. And then just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so nuts what this guy did. But like by the time yeah, yeah. in the 90s, he was like this sort of like fun, adorable uncle of stand-up, but also okay. like genuinely doesn't give a fuck. And so like yeah. they would hire him for movies and he would just sit there and just make fun of everybody. And they'd be like, this person's but... not called that. And he'd be like, I don't care. And there's a take in the movie, which is just something he was doing for the people on the set, which is talking to the ice cream in Artie Lang's belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and there is, I guess, I don't go in for any sort of making fun of fat people, but if you're going to do it, that is the way to do it. That's, <laughs> That's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Artie no. Lang's, by the way, if you're looking for a comedian's book to read, Artie Lang's first book, Too Fat to Fish, is insane, but absolutely phenomenal. And he talks about the full day that they ruined. Um, he just kept ending, John Ruckles kept ending takes by turning to the camera and going, Bob, I just spoke to Martin Scorsese. I told him Bob Saget's directing a film. The man grabbed his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, back when show business was just eight white dudes and they all knew each other. Mm. That was the way. Oh, those were the days. For, huh? for me, they were. For me, they were. <laughs> Not for you. Not for me. Not for you. They would you just take been... turns being interviewed by I'm, Dick Cavett. I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure that the days for me have come to pass yet. <laughs> well, Ashley, I, Chris, let's bring up a photo of Dick Cavett. I want to talk to Ashley. I think Ashley. Here's my thing with Dick Cavett. I can't tell if he's the ugliest man or the most handsome man, but he's one of them. Mm. Okay. He was great. I love Dick Cavett. Very funny, I, very smart, very very good interviewer, which was rare for late night TV hosts. So Dick Cavett. Uh, sometimes 60s. being talented is the difference between whether or not you're attractive. He's really yeah, good at conversation. Very so smart and very quick, like fucking hilarious. Oh my god. Mm. There's this crazy thing where him and Gore Vidal bully a drunk Norman Mailer. It is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like Norman Mailer's just all fucked up and doesn't like because uh, Norman Mailer was against feminism. And Gore Vidal kept just being like, yeah, he stabbed his wife. No shit, he's against women's rights. And then Norman, Norman Mailer didn't like that he brought that up all the time. He thought it was unfair. So we went on this talk show to be like, hey, can you apologize for bringing up that time I stabbed my wife? And Gore Vidal's oh like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. And then him, him and, but it's like, they use like weird, it's TV language in the 60s. So it's like, well, you can take that and shove it where the moon don't shine. Uh. Um, here is Dick Cavett. There he is. Okay. 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 Let's bring it up there. There he is. This is the, this is, this is the era of Dick. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, 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 not attractive. Look at this. Look at this hair helmet. Look at the hair. Ashley. The hair helmet. From me. No, no, no. He might be talented. He's not good looking. Okay. Of this three people in this photo here, which is uh, who the fuck that guy is, I'll never know. What can I just say? Celebrities do not dress like assholes enough anymore. What the fuck is? Oh, Jimmy you don't watch doing? enough NBA, buddy. That front row is wild. Yes. I gotta tell you, <laughs> front row is fucking crazy. I haven't really gotten into the NBA playoffs. Can I just say, the gentleman who is in charge of the Sixers? I don't know anyone's names. The the, the man with the big beard. Oh, uh, uh, Daryl Morey. He has shown up in some fashion choices that are absolutely objectionable. Like he's very, weird. yeah, he's a sweet sports nerd. He is very odd. Um, Ashley, are you following the NBA playoffs? Am I following the do, NBA do playoffs? Do you know what the NBA stands for? 
Uh, I'm going to say National Basketball Association, but I yeah, don't. Yeah, you did it. Okay. Yeah. Or <laughs> if it's to believe a t-shirt a kid named Tommy in my grade 7 class got from the It store, National Booby Association. Oh, boobies. I wonder what the logo was on that. It wasn't Jerry West. It wasn't Jerry West. Instead of, it was, um, it was. Is it boobs instead of basketballs? It was just a, it was the same silhouette, but it was just a woman with boobies and she was holding them. And I was like, but I'm like, you should have incorporated a basketball into that. I think about, yeah. yeah. There should have been a basketball in there. Yeah. Like maybe on her hip, like just dangled between like her arm and her hip kind of thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Or maybe she's just doing a sick crossover. Actually, she's like crouched down. She's going between the legs, but her boobies are hanging out because it's the National Boobie Association. She's just also, she's got tight handles, you know? So before porn was ubiquitous, <laughs> what, what sports advertising really loved was a female athlete just holding a ball in front of her breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Or drinking I would, milk. Yeah. Cause that I would have gone for the kind of holding two balls there look. Oh, like uh, uh, like like at the end of Austin Powers. Correct. Yeah. The yeah. implication, yeah. of course, being, and this is very important, that the breasts are the same size as the basketballs, which is exciting. Those are big yeah. breasts. Those Correct. are big old breasts. Yeah. I saw somebody yesterday, and oh, she just she had huge boobs. Yeah, oh, I just. It's a I, real, was, I, know I exactly. was just a bit like I'm not trying to stare. <laughs> I'm trying not to stare, <laughs> but man, those are big. Like, how do you get through your day? It was mm. really, it was just, I was just really like, fair play. I also, there's something <laughs> about that part of the brain being exercised in public. It's a big perk of LA because LA, you see a lot of jugs on the prowl. If I'm to be mm. polite, do you know what I'm saying? And it's just a nice No, thing. elaborate. I will elaborate. Thank you, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You see a lot of people wearing what I would consider some sort of medical garment, but they think is a full clothing. So you see a lot of breast meat on the old butcher shop floor. Do you know what I mean? What hospitals are you going to? <laughs> Hot <What> ones. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on Grey's Anatomy are the medical outfits yeah. sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like saying breast meat on the butcher shop floor. That's just, um, no, LA is just that place where you just see a lot of people, with a lot of big boobs. It's a place with a lot of fake boobs and you're just I'm like, gonna... wow, those are big. Good for <laughs> We're you. We're going to wrap up this show now, but I'm going to leave it with this fun little anecdote from Oh, Seth. here we fucking go. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, I'm in the sound department, which means I constantly have a headphone on and it can pretty much always hear microphones mm -hmm. that are dotted around the set now Great. a good sound mixer will always have the cast mics faded out mm -hmm. but the boom mics or the plant mics are usually up and you can hear what's going on on set and so we were filming in a car and so there was a little mic planted into the car yeah and um what happens in a in a car scene is the the actor will be in the car to film the scene but to reset it back to where it was there'll be somebody who runs all the vehicles who gets mm -hmm. back into the vehicle and then sort of resets the vehicle yeah. um back to where it was for, to go for another take and in this particular scene there was a lot of fake blood being used <laughs> And the blood is really sticky and like it just got it got everywhere. But the guy who was resetting the vehicles got into the car and he just he he'd been getting annoyed at the fact that they'd gotten blood onto the car when they had kind of said that they were gonna try their best not to. Mm. Um but he got into the car and he was just like, God, this shit's fucking everywhere. I, and and he he was talking to somebody who was in the car, one of the one of the cameramen was in the car. And he, he's just like, I just hate feeling sticky and covered in blood. It just mm. reminds me of being 15 in high school around the back of a shed poking a bird. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and all of us in the sound department just looked at each other like, what did he just say? <laughs> what is the context for that story? Yeah, what? What happened in that shed? 
How many women were in the vulgar sh- about women having periods when they were teenagers? It's like, I think so that's the unnecessary. Whole joke, it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. And I really felt like taking him aside and being like, you know, that there's a mic in the car, right? I mean, you should. Also, <laughs> and that actually, the director has headphones that can hear that mic. <laughs> actually, and this is what's so good. You still can do that. And. <laughs> It still will be like, wait, what? It's better actually if you give it some time, <laughs> yeah. because he he can then when once you've dropped that little morsel, he realizes how long it has been since he has done it, and no one yeah. has said anything. They've just been knowing it. Yeah, it it I mean, this guy's so a professional in theory, right? He's the guy they in hired. Theory, to, this in won't be a, theory, the He's odds against in the film industry. All, it's the film yeah. industry. Like, the, but that's but, but but what I mean is like he's uh he knows there's no way he doesn't know that there are microphones in the he car. Know that there's a mic and so I bet he's just I know, like I don't I do, give a fuck. Do I'm think, tired to do the car. Yeah, I will talk about think, whatever the fuck. I, I think want. he doesn't care who hears him say it. He won't say it in front of the cast, but he he's kind of looking for a bit of attention when he's saying something like that. Mm. I do love it the crotchety. So foul. I do love a crotchety crew member. What I love the best is when a crotchety crew member then gets put in their place. That is. Mm. I'm thinking I should have put more best. distance before this event happening and saying it on a podcast, but I mean, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's, nobody's listening yeah. to this. Although the last time I felt confident about that, I got rumbled in a group chat about my feelings. Yeah. Oh so, my God. How goes the crush? How goes the crush? It's still still very much there, but I did get Uh asked out, I think, by an Italian man this week. Oh, you definitely got asked out by an Italian man this week. Yeah, but I assume you were going to, you would uh, attempt some sort of, how do I say this? Bridging of European countries via. Not European. No, not European. Famously, not, no, famously Famously no longer European. European. Geographically, yes, but. You know, politically, no, no. I disagree. I'm not allowing the English to do that. You don't get to leave a continent just because you fucked up. Like, fuck off. Well, also, you're sure. not joining North America. Um, Got news for you. We're full. Shop's full. They're purposely trying to join Canada um, now in terms of all they're hoping that we'll, we'll cuck it up to them. But we don't like yeah. them. Ha <laughs> um, So Canada's, they got, we don't need The crush is still there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look at all! Oh, look at the way we'll you're playing with your hair. Crush. That is a Love real crush. It. That is a real, or whatever that is in your hand. That is a I real am crush. I'm playing with a tweezers. <laughs> a yeah, tweezers. Home. Yeah, hair adjacent. Uh, uh, all right, we're at fifty-two. Let's. Oh uh, we're at fifty-two in. minutes. You guys got a whole like extra. What is that? Eight minutes. I know. Yeah, and also we're gonna have an extra because we're not gonna gossip afterwards. So enjoy Ooh. that. Mm-hmm. Guys, private private right. chat. We love you. Bye. Like and subscribe. Chris said like and subscribe. Like, like and subscribe. subscribe. That's fine. Venus into her vagina. That's fine.